Oh, my God. 
five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Look around and you'll see 
in the a.m. Monday morning, heading back to school, back to work. Welcome to a Monday, everybody. Early Monday, 629 here in the East. Uh, hope you're doing well. What time is it in Israel right now? 1.30. If you're in Israel, if you're in the United States, if you're in any other country around the world, let us know. You can comment on our app and let us know exactly where you are and what you want to hear. Uh, our NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, takes comments from everywhere. It's amazing. <laughs> no matter where you are, you can comment. What a feature, I must say. Anyway, Monday on this October 23rd, the 3rd of Marcheshvan. Good morning, all. Um, let's see here. What kind of music have we been playing for everybody this morning? Uh, Nagila was from David Gabe. You heard Lipa with Nakdishach. Nafshi Lashem was Yehuda Green. Od Yishama, Michael Nedada. Mayor Sherman, our Monday morning theme song, Masecha Shemin from Regesh. Modani opening things up as we say good morning. Here in New York, 64 degrees out there. 90% humidity. Winds are northeast at two miles an hour. Uh, cloudy today with a high 73. Showers late tonight and tomorrow, thunderstorms and a high 72. Looks like tomorrow is going to be the wet day in the New York area. Hope things are good wherever you are. Yushalayim is at 74. We're at 64 here. In New York, as we say good morning at the JM and the AM. Well, I hope your weekend was spectacular. For those of us who are New York sports fans, wasn't the greatest weekend. <laughs> Yesterday, Shimon Lefkowitz. <laughs> I forgot to do it this year, but every year around the time that the Mets are eliminated, I announce that the um, that this year's uh, New York Mets championship kiddish has been postponed. I do that all the time. And uh, Shimon made sure to remind me in an email right after the game on Saturday night <laughs> that in this case we are postponing the Yankee kiddish, that's for sure. Anyway, Ioni Pollock, who's a Houstonian, he is going to be doing our sports show after further review, uh, which is coming up at 10 a.m. Eastern time after the Israel show with Mayor Weingarten. So you'll be able to hear a Houstonian's take on Houston being in the World Series, especially in light of the uh, difficulties that Houston's had over the last couple of months. <laughs> 
So you'll be able to get his take on the whole matter, and I'm sure he'll be kind to the um, the baby bombers, as they are known, the young New York Yankees. So I mentioned the app and that we're getting comments on the app, and um, and um, listener Yehudis tells us that she woke up for bonus JM after a ruach-filled weekend in London. She's heading home, meaning New Jersey, today. Uh, last week's candle lighting was in honor of Eitan Freilach's wedding. I'm hoping you don't mind playing an Eitan Freilach selection in honor of the wonderful wedding to Gabriella Steinbach. It took place last night. She says that both Ari Goldwag and Shlemy Gertner were there to make the festivities even nicer and more labadic. So we'll say Mazal Tov to uh, Eitan and Gabriella and to play this song for them from us here at JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. There it is. Mazal Tov uh, from all of us here at JM the AM to Eitan and Gabriella. Uh, well, listener Terry is out there, and on the app she says, uh, please play the prayer for Chayalim in honor of my son Yehuda's Tekes, uh, which is taking place today on completion of advanced training in the IDF Tank Corps. Amazing. Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Abraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Ha 
Shame in the AM. It's Baruch Levine here on a, uh, what is today, Monday, as we head back to school and back to work at Jam in the AM. Uh, Modani was done by Yaakov Shweki. It's Huck Fuchs with Ms. Marla David. Uh, Michal Przansky's Mitzvah Haba. Hezri Yeshiva Boys Choir Prayer for IDF, as uh, requested by listener Terry. Um, on our app, the NSN app for Android and iPhone. Listener Adam says we're loud and clear in Jerusalem, and I'm proud to say we're loud and clear everywhere around the world. Baruch Hashem. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored digital radio around the world, the web at NachumSegal.com, on the NachumSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Monday morning, 64 degrees, cloudy skies, a high temperature of 73 Yerushalayim at 74. We're at 64 here in New York City. As we say good morning at JM and the AM. <clears throat> Galay Tzal in the background. <clears throat> we'll do our news from Israel coming up. Later on, we'll speak about the big uh, Ohel Gala that's taking place. We'll talk about that. NCSY has a major event coming up as well. We'll explore all these things happening here uh, in our community. Courtesy of JM and the AM, we will explore all of it. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Monday follows next. We say Boker Tov from Jam the Am. Galitzal, שרים וגורמים בכירים במערכת הביטחון מביאים דאגה בפורמים סגורים באשר לאיומי ראש הממשלה אל עבר סוריה, כתבתנו אליל שחר. בדיונים שהתקיימו בשבועות האחרונים העלו גורמים ביטחוניים ושרים ספקות לגבי השאלה עד כמה נכונה החלטת ראש הממשלה לאיים פומבית נגד הנוכחות האיראנית בסוריה. לדברי אותם גורמים ראש הממשלה החל להתעל דעת עצמו לעלות מדרגה ולהציב קו אדום ברור ולא התקבלה בעניין החלטת קבינט. מאות מפגינים מארגונים שונים חוסמים כעת את הכניסה למשכן הכנסת בירושלים, כתבנו ניר שוויד. ככה משמעות מפגינים חוסמים כבר למעלה משעה את הכניסה לכנסת ונבלמים בידי כוחות המשטרה. בין המפגינים ארגוני נכים שממשיכים במאבק להעלאת קצבת הנחות, ארגוני עיוורים שדורשים את העלאת דמי הליווי שלהם וכ-300 עובדי משטרה שהעלאה בשכרה מתעכבת כבר מספר שנים. רחוב קפלן נסגר לתנועה לשני הכיוונים. שר החקלאות אורי אריאל מהבית היהודי תוקף את בג"ץ על ההחלטה להרוס לחלוטין בתים שנבנו בחלקם על אדמות פרטיות במאחז נתיב האבות. בשיחה עם נורית קנטי בגלי צה"ל, השווה אריאל את החלטת בג"ץ למידת סדום. נניח שהיא צודקת, אז מה, יקוב הדין טהר ותהרוס את הבתים של יוסי ואורי וחנה ודינה כדי להסביר להם שהם לא פנו בזמן? זה בעיניי מידת סדום. נשיאת בית המשפט העליון הייתה יכולה למצוא פתרון, להיות ולא רצתה, ולא חשוב כל הילדים שנמצאים שם, שילכו כולם לעזאזל, אז ככה היא פוסקה. יפן מזהירה, האיום מקוריאה הצפונית הפך לגורלי ומיידי, כתבנו יותם לחובסקי. בדיונים בין שרי ההגנה של בעלות הברית בפיליפינים לקראת ביקורו של הנשיא טראמפ באסיה בעוד כשבועיים, קראו היפנים למצוא אפשרויות תגובה חדשות לאיום חסר התקדים מצד קוריאה הצפונית. אמש זכה ראש הממשלה המכהן מימין, שינזו אבה, בבחירות ביפן, והבטיח לפעול כדי לשנות את החוקה הפציפיסטית של יפן ולאפשר חופש פעולה מול קוריאה הצפונית וסין. קשיש הותקף על ידי נתין זר בגינת לוינסקי בתל אביב, כתבתנו פיי גוטמן. הנתין תקף את בן ה-78 בעזרת לבנת בטון ופצע אותו בראשו, כך סיפר הקשיש לחובשי מגן דוד אדום שפינו אותו. החובשים טיפלו בו במקום ובהמשך פינו אותו במצב בינוני ובהכרה לבית החולים איכילוב. 
קק"ל תעביר לידי המדינה שני מיליארד שקלים בשנתיים הבאות, כתבנו ניתאי הנבי. על פי הסיכום שהושג בין מנכ"ל משרד האוצר בעבד וראש הסגל בלשכת ראש הממשלה הורוביץ לבין יושב ראש קק"ל דני עטר, קק"ל תעביר שני מיליארד שקלים לקופת המדינה בשנים 2018 ו-2019 והם יועדו לפרויקטי תשתית שיוגדרו מראש. עוד עולה מהסיכום שהוצג היום בוועדת הכספים של הכנסת כי דירקטוריון קק"ל צפוי לאשר את הסיכום בישיבתו בעוד כשבועיים. ומזג האוויר ללא שינוי ניכר בטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שעורכת כרמל דנגור. Yeah. 
J.M. and the A.M. It's Mordechai Shapiro's Chaim Mitzvah. Monday morning. Thanks for joining us as we head back to school and back to work on a J.M. and the A.M. Monday. Great to have you aboard. want to thank, by the way, um, as we've been mentioning, those of you who want to support our amazing work here at the Nahum Siegel Network can continue to do so at uh, fjbunity.org. fjbunity.org gives you a chance to sponsor part or all of a JMN broadcast uh, with many, many options, including the upcoming Kalbach special that we're going to be doing the first weekend in November. It'll be the 24-plus hours of Kalbach, which you could sponsor if you go to fjbunity.org. Org. Anyway, uh, over the weekend, I want to thank um, Michael Mendelson. I want to thank Michael Mendelson, who um, gave a, a generous donation to uh, FJB, Foundation for uh, Jewish Broadcasting, uh, on the website, fjbunity.org. And I thank him and all the listeners that have been uh, donating over the last couple of weeks. The... Um, uh, the comment section of the app is certainly open, and listener Devora has an interesting comment. She says, Hi, Nacho. My 11-year-old son belongs to an amazing shul geared toward making davening attractive to our youth. It was started by a man who converted part of the uh, house just to create a shul environment that kids will enjoy and be motivated to partake in. Last night, I opened the door to find 10 to 15 young kids announcing that our son Yona won a hoverboard in the shul lottery for consistently coming to Shacharis daily. We're so proud of him for his efforts. Though petrified of the hoverboard ownership, <laughs> aside, aside from the huge Eshikach to his family, I think there is a huge lesson here for all the shuls internationally. Make shul exciting and interesting for the youth when they are starting, and they will develop a positive relationship with the shul for life. So a great message. Thank you, listener Devora, who's in Israel, uh, for that message to all of us here at JM in the AM and to everybody listening worldwide. I think you're making a very, very Important point. I want to take this opportunity to give a special shout-out to Aliza Leibowitz. Aliza Leibowitz very recently, I am told, celebrated a birthday. So we say happy birthday to Aliza Leibowitz from all of us here at JM in the AM. Plenty more coming up. It is, after all, a Monday as we head back to school and back to work here at JM in the AM. This one is from Amram Adar. אני עוצר עכשיו לחשוב כמה פעמים אמרתי תודה בחסדך אתה ליבית אותי גם כשהכל היה חשוך ונורא לא התייאשתי וידעתי שיש לי תמיד על מי לסמוך והתפללתי, האמנתי שגם אם אצולות אותי תמשוך אין עוד מלבד או אין עוד מלבד או אין עוד מלבד או בעולם כולו אין עוד מלבד או אין עוד מלבד או אין עוד מלבד או בעולם כולו אין עוד מלבד I 
לא תמיד אני זוכר להודות, לברך על הכל, על הטוב, שזכיתי בעולמך להיות, לא התייאשתי וידעתי, שיש לי תמיד על מי לסמוך, והתפללתי, האמנתי, שגם אם אצולות אותי תמשוך. Shalom, Ora, ora, 
Selection off Mona Volume Number Seven, Barry Weber with Hora Besimcha. Really, really like that song. Played it during uh, Bonus JM early this morning. 18 minutes after the hour, it's JM in the AM. My name is Nachum Siegel. Hello, hello. Welcome to a Monday, everybody. As we head back to school and back to work. Well, listener Joe reminds us on the app that today, according to Joe, is the fourth yard site of Rabbi Yosef, and I believe this song uh, was written in his memory. By Yaakov Shweki. Here it is at JM in the AM. Thank <laughs> you. 
בתוך חדרו ישר, והאור יצא מתוך ביתו אל העולם כולו. באתי לפניו, כבן עומד לפני העם, והביט עמוק בתוך עיניי, וראיתי אהבה, קירב כל יהודי. כל אחד בוכה עליו, אוי, מרד שלי. אבא של כולם, עולם כולו אבל, כל כך כואב, משקיף עלינו מרחוק, לא תפסיק להתפלל, מרן שלי. צדיק יסוד עולם, רב שאהבו כולם. על כל כלל ישראל, על זה ראוי לבגור, נשאר רק לחכות, עד שיבוא ינון ושוב נזכה אותו לראות. אבא של
Seek is done by uh, Avi Peretz here at JM in the AM. That's Avi Peretz. Uh, before that one, you heard the uh, Maran Shali done by Yaakov Shweki, and this is the art site of uh, Haravavad Yosef. And I thank listener Joe for reminding us about that. Um, so first of all, a couple of things. I want to thank the Parsippany, New Jersey community. Congregation Shaya Ahavat Torah is having a George Rotter, Dr. George Rotter Memorial Shabbaton on November the 3rd. They have asked me to come and speak, and I very, very much appreciate the invitation. So a big thank you to the rabbi and the, um, I guess, the board of Congregation Shaya Ahavat Torah in Parsippany, New Jersey. In fact, their website is parsippanyshul.org. How do you like that? Parsippanyshul.org. So Friday night, uh, supposedly, the topic is uh, promoting Jewish unity in a fractured world. Uh, 
All right, some Jewish Unity Initiative uh, things about that, no doubt. And then Shabbos, uh, Kiddush slash lunch, My Journey, how a young boy from Newark became a household name throughout the Jewish world. Wow, that's quite a topic. Thank you. Thank you very much. So to the rabbi and everybody in Parsippany, New Jersey, I thank you. Anybody who wants to come to Parsippany or if you're in the area and you want to uh, be part of the Shabbaton, uh, you can make uh, arrangements online, parsippanyshul.org, parsippanyshul.org. And again, I thank them very much. By the way, speaking of special events coming up, yesterday I saw listener Moshe, and he says to me, can you make the Abels and Hyman hot dog eating contest Atkins friendly? And I said, there's no bread. There's no bread in this contest. We're not doing that. This is literally <laughs> a contest to eat hot dogs. So, yes, it is. Atkins friendly for those of you who know something about the world of dieting. So here it is, according to the um, Facebook post that A and H put out, and we we knew we 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 knew to expect a an interesting kosher fest. I didn't realize uh, weeks ago that it would be with Abel's and Hyman, but boy, am I glad uh, we are with Abel's and Hyman at Kosher Fest this year. And uh, they posted the following: Do you have what it takes to win the first ever A and H kosher hot dog eating contest? The exciting contest will take place November the 14th with the Nahum Siegel Network, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. All contestants will gain access to the industry-only exclusive Kosher Fest. Winners will receive cash prizes and trophies, and they give you a link. So if you go to Abel's and Hyman on uh, on Facebook, you'll see there the link um, where you can uh, go and get all the information. It's happening at Kosher Fest on day one, November the 14th. Listener Moshe might be part of it. Many of you may want to be part of it. The hot dog eating contest from A&H should be very, very interesting. That for sure. <laughs> Monday morning, it's JM. I'm telling you, it's JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas HaRav Zevenavilsevalevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basravilsevalevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We read in Bereshis, Vayikro Yitzchok El Yaakov, Yitzchok summoned Yaakov, Vayivarech also, and he blessed him, Vayitzaveu Vayoymer Loi, and he instructed him, and he said to him, Loisikach Isha, Mibnois Canaan, don't take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. The Chovetz Chaim explained that if a person wants to have Hashpa, influence on his child, then he should make sure that he approaches the child in the proper way. He shouldn't approach his child with anger, insistence, or upset. Using these negative midos can produce negative results. We learn this from Yitzhak Avinu. The Pasuk tells us, that first he blessed Yaakov. He spoke to him softly. And then he gave him the command of Loisikachisha. Rebbe Eliezer Papo, the Mechaber of the Sefer Peleyotz, asks, which waters can extinguish kas, anger? He answers, being quiet at the time of anger is like water poured on a fire. The Sefer Hasidim talks about being quiet as well and says that if a person will speak gently, it will greatly help. When the mother of the great Rosh Hashiva Rav Palm was only eight years old, she decided she was going to fast on a Sarabateves. She realized that if her parents would find out, she'd have to be Mavatar, give up this decision. So she spent the day at her friend's house. 
When she returned home, her father, who was the rub of the city, had a very distinguished guest who was visiting him. When the guest heard what she had done, he got angry, and he said that she should get a strict punishment. If this was my daughter, I would really give it to her. Rebetzin Pam's father didn't say a word. As soon as she had finished a good dinner, she went to her room. Her father followed her and said, My child, you wanted to fulfill a mitzvah, and I understand that. But you should know that this time you made a mistake. For the one who is supposed to fast, it's considered to be a mitzvah. A person who is exempt from the fast and withholds food from his body is over an iser, they transgress. Bez Hashem, with God's help, in a few years you will fast and then it will be a great mitzvah for you. The mother of Rav Pam, who lived well into her 90s, used to say that it was the gentle reproof of her father that was said in such a wonderful manner that it remained with her throughout her life. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. Shalom <laughs>
J.M. in the A.M. Monday morning. J.M. in the A.M. with Avramo. That's Avram Freed. Uh, Zela Zah off of the brand new Kamatov Shanifgashnu here at JM in the AM. Well, many of you are aware of the fact that uh, around this time of year, every single year, uh, the Ohel Gala takes place. The uh, gala this year is on Sunday, November the 19th at the New York Marriott Marquis. It is uh, one of the hallmark events of the Jewish calendar. If you're listening from around the world, let me tell you that New York City on the 19th of November really concentrates on the incredible efforts of Ohel an amazing organization that brings over a 1,000 people to their dinner each year with incredible honorees. If you have one or two dinners to go to each and every year, uh, make sure to put this on the list uh, because you leave there inspired uh, with incredible stories, uh, amazing updates, and this year especially with OHEL uh, uh, growing the way they are and moving to their new facility. There's just so much to talk about. So the 48th annual gala uh, happens on the 19th of November, the theme is A New Chapter Begins. Ohel is Home, an expansion of services now under one roof, celebrating the upcoming move into their brand new home, the Ohel Jaffa Family Campus in Flatbush, Brooklyn, well, where they will expand their services and further help write individual and family life stories. They look forward to the opening of the Ganger Family Medical Center, Ohel's newest program, which is soon to open. And again, the dinner is Sunday night at the New York Marriott Marquis, November the 19th. With many distinguished honorees, we'll go through that list coming up. You can book your reservations at ohelgala.org, ohelgala.org. In our studio, Dr. Norman Blumenthal, who is the Zachter Family Chair in Trauma and Crisis Counseling at Ohel and the Director of the Ohel Miriam Center for Trauma, Bereavement, and Crisis Response. With us via telephone is Ohel board member, very active lay leader, uh, Mr. Ben Englander, who's going to be joining us in just a few minutes 
here at JM in the AM. Dr. Norman Blumenthal, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you. Good to be here. A pleasure to have you here. How are things going? Everything's Baruch Hashem going well. The um, uh, the, the dinner, and j- just a moment on this, uh, I, I say it every time, and I'm assuming you've had an opportunity to be there. Yes, sure. sure. Is one of the most inspiring nights of the year. There is always something that people leave with, an incredible feeling of uh, something that they've learned about what OHEL does or they've met a foster family or an individual who's doing a remarkable things. So you, as well as I, recommend that everybody be there on the 19th of November. I have to tell you that I started at OHEL about, about four about years ago, uh, and I had already been in the field uh, 35 years, and I didn't even have, in a sense, myself, the scope and the breadth of what uh, OHEL does. So it really is an opportunity to get an aerial view and see the breadth of services that Ola provides. Uh, ben Englander, as we said, is an OHEL board member. Ben, welcome back to JM in the AM. Great to be here, Nachum. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate that. Jump in whenever you wish, because I want to start with the Houston story. You know that we, uh, we, we actually have a member of our staff that's from Houston, Texas. And for that reason and for many others, so we decided to go back like we did uh, two years ago uh, to uh, bring uh, attention and to really uh, shine some attention on the needs down there in the Houston community. And I know that our listeners worldwide participated <coughs> in, uh, in one or more of the emergency relief funds that we were speaking about. Plus, we brought some Jewish music down there with uh, Mordechai Shapiro. Uh, Houston happens, this terrible storm. Uh, gentlemen, tell me, tell me at what point someone decided that you have to jump into action. I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll start with this. So um, my uh, my mechutin, Rick Gutman, uh, is the uh, president of UOS, the United Orthodox Synagogues, the the shul that was impacted uh, most severely in the recent storm and in, and in the previous three years as well, right. uh, where Rabbi Barry Gelman is the Maradasra and and. Uh, uh, I had just seen the incredible scope through what had taken place personally to Rick and his family. Uh, and as always in these types of situations, there's an opportunity to speak to uh, David Mandel, uh, uh, the incredible CEO of OHEL. Uh, you know, just uh, let's see what we can do. And David is as always receptive to the idea because it's OHEL's mission to jump into action near and far when it's necessary, no matter uh, you know what what the situation is. And David immediately. Uh, imagined uh, sending a, 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 an incredibly capable team from OHEL uh, to, to help, and in, 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 in numerous uh, calls with uh, with Rick and other leaders, it, the, the idea began to take shape uh, uh, that this amazing team uh, from OHEL, led by Dr. Blumenthal, could could go down there and really have an impact uh, with uh, with some what I'm sure Dr. Blumenthal will speak about. But that really started in an early conversation, and of course OHEL, because uh, of of everything. Uh, they, they are capable of doing, and, and the incredible team was able to jump into action quickly. You know, when maybe other organizations couldn't even mobilize as quickly and really have an impact down there. So that's kind of how it started. So, Dr. Blumenthal, you were down there two times, and there are some people that are somewhat skeptical, knowing that uh, in the aftermath of the storm, what people need to concentrate down there is the status of their homes and basic survival. So there's some who are skeptical whether, in fact, trauma and crisis response teams play a role in a situation like that. What, in fact, did your team do to help out down in Houston, Texas? So the first trip was primarily counseling, and uh, we had two uh, RVs set up outside of the UOHS because the shul itself was really just, you couldn't get into it. In fact, we got a tour of the, of the synagogue, and we had to wear masks right. because of the mold and the dust and uh, whatever else was there. 
Um, so we saw a <coughs> number of children, <coughs> excuse me, a number of teenagers, adults, um, and there is some truth to it. There is, uh, there, you know, there is a, when there's a preoccupation with practical matters, right. some of the emotional matters do take a back seat. But there were those, maybe more of the highly traumatized, who needed emotional support at that point as well. Our second trip, which was last week, was more educational in nature, where we went to several schools. We've actually presented at the University of Houston uh, to the staff there on uh, trauma relief and particularly disaster relief uh, after a storm and after what may be a recurrent trauma. The schools are in a unique situation because you're dealing with a student body, some of whom were completely unaffected by the storm and others whose lives are devastated, reminiscent of Manhattan during Sandy when this neighborhood was devastated and when we traveled a mile north, there was nobody there who was doing anything other than their regular day. That's right, and that's an important point, and I'll add to it, even among the staff, teachers who were right. displaced and traumatized and some who were not. Um, and it's interesting, we actually observed that there was almost like a, a mathematics going on. I had six inches, I had six right. feet, I had two. They were very uh, focused on the amount. And that there determined was the severity of the... the severity, uh, and there was what I think we can loosely refer to as survivor guilt, that those who were spared mm. almost felt guilty and self-conscious that uh, they weren't affected when the devastation was so widespread mm. in that particular community. You know, you know when we were down there, <laughs> when we were down there, it, it is remarkable to meet people in almost identical situations, if there is such a thing, uh, some of whom are you know, it's noticeable. It's going to take many, many months for them to recover. And others who are literally ready to, you know, bounce back the next morning. It's remarkable to see that. Reminiscent of 9-11, where some people were traumatized, you know, till this day who were in the building, and others, you know, walked out of the building and basically restarted their lives a few hours later. Sure. Well, that's one of the mysteries of post-trauma response that's right. studied exhaustively, why there's such unique responses. And there are. Everybody responds uh, in, in its own unique fashion. What was also very unique about the Houston storm was that, let's say you, met, you referenced Sandy and 9-11. Right. Those are horrific traumas, but we can safely say to traumatized adults, and more importantly to traumatized children, that this is a rare event. Right. This can occur once, uh, I mean, I think Sandy was the confluence right. of several meteorological mm -hmm. factors. Once in 100 years. Once right. in 100 years. Uh, this was the third uh, significant flooding that they've had in Houston just in the last 18 months. Right. So we're dealing with a type of trauma that we don't have that way of soothing the uh, victims by telling them, well, this is a rare event. You can now rest right. assured that it won't happen again when there is a ch distinct chance that it could happen. Dr. Again. Norman Blumenthal in the studio. So the nature of the second trip was lectures to classes, meeting with elementary school children, groups you know, of kids who specifically you know, were affected greatly by what happened? What was, what was it so like? The, the second trip was more working with professional staff, working with uh, professionals functioning more in a tertiary capacity, which in a way so is... So telling more, teachers and principals how to handle How to things. handle, and even professional staff, as right. I said, we presented at the University of Houston. Boy, so oh boy. Uh, teaching uh, professional staff members. So that right. way it makes us more effective because then... How'd you get to know so much about trauma? <laughs> 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 Imagine this is what you're an expert in, huh? Having been invited to the Nachum Siegel show, uh, no, <laughs> seriously, uh, having grown up in a home of uh, parents, my mother's uh, survived seven concentration camps, my wow. father, uh, a refugee from Germany who served in the American army during World War II, uh, I think it's in the blood. Unbelievable. And then, of course, academically, you right. go ahead and, uh, and, and pursue all these uh, studies and, and courses of study, mm -hmm. and you end up with a, an amazing... Um, 
uh, I guess we'd call it what, an amazing regimen of material in order to go and, right. and, and fight on the front line, so to speak. Personal and professional. Dr. Norman Blumenthal is here. Ben Englander on the phone uh, talking about the Ohel Galo. We'll get to those details in a minute. So, Ben, what's the reaction? Dr. Blumenthal just uh, you know, uh, outlined for us what these two trips were like. Um, you know, What's the reaction from the community down in Houston in terms of Ohel's contribution down there? Well, uh, I've been in touch with uh, Rick uh, extensively on, on, on how it has turned out, and he did explain to me, first of all, tremendous machinations uh, that had to be put into place immediately post the storm and what they had to, uh, to, to overcome. And, and of course, uh, the impact that OL had was, was great um, in, in terms of, I think Rick is a very pragmatic guy, and his first, his first uh, you know, uh, kind of what we touched on earlier, the first uh, uh, reaction is, is to start, you know, Know, mobilizing and doing what you need to do to fix, to take action, and the mission was obviously to, to, to help raise funds for the community down there. But then, as, as uh, Dr. Blumenthal mentioned, then, then the reality, uh, the enormity sets in, and the, and the psychological impact began to, to take effect on a lot of people, and they almost become sort of stuck, uh, you know, in quicksand, so to speak, on how to react. They don't know the uncertainty, uh, the risk out there that down there that, that, that FEMA may take different actions regarding their community, and they're not knowing if they have the ability to continue. Uh, all these factors begin to take, you know, and, and I think uh, he clearly has, 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 has given me great feedback that OHEL service has, uh, services were, were effective in helping uh, the community where the resources there were stretched so thin, yeah. and they don't have the social services resources to begin with, uh, and they were, whatever they had was stretched so thin, and they realized how important OHEL's impact could be, and it really was and and he's given me uh, tremendous feedback that it was and and uh, I think people there were worried initially. Uh, oh my gosh, Ohel's going to come. They're going to leave. It'll be a one and done. And Ohel's proven uh, their commitment by coming back again, as, as Dr. Blumenthal just mentioned, and staying with it and staying in touch with uh, uh, the people and, and Ohel's uh, you know online resources and, and telephone resources. And people are continuing to avail themselves of that. And 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 this is the power of Ohel. Uh, you know, it was clear during Hurricane Sandy when it was local uh, and other trauma events, and uh, even on a long-distance basis. And I think that's very consistent with uh, the message of this year's, uh, of this year's uh, uh, gala. Uh, there, you know, OHEL services are, are incredibly broad, and we continue to expand them in the new Jaffa family campus. And, and this is just one example of the breadth of those, uh, of those resources and, 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 and options. Dr. Blumenthal, you want to add? Something? Yeah, I just I just want to uh, you know resonate with what Rick just said, and also Ben. Um, I'm sorry, with Ben no just problem. said, and then yeah, I mentioned you've been that. dealing a lot with Rick, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I got up very early to get here this morning, <laughs> uh, and also thank uh, you know Rick and David for arranging it. But I do have to mention some of the other people sure. really, uh, who were so involved. I mean, first of all, Holly Davis down in in, in Houston. I don't oh, know if Holly, she's, sure. she slept since the yeah. storm. She really orchestrated a great deal. Uh, we had Sivy Ryder with us, who was really important in terms of Sandy came with the uh, wealth of material that we were able to use and Sandy adapt to the situation. We had Svi Wesson with us who runs our mobile team and Cheryl Chernofsky who's also had worked extensively at the time uh, with Sandy. So we really had a, a very varied team that were able to cover a lot of different bases. What do you say to people who say to you, I don't know what to say? We're getting unfortunately a little bit better at this because we're getting used to these situations. Uh, but there are people who have relatives down there and of course you know, deal with people in other types of traumatic situations and they really don't know what to say? Is there a good guideline you can give us on that? Well, I think the guideline is uh, Chumash's description of Aaron's response when he lost his two sons, Vayidam Aaron. Sometimes silence 
is the best response, and just letting people know that you're there for them and you care for them. Uh, and sometimes that's a lot more effective than trying to give sort of some solution, pat solutions that really are not uh, applicable. My, my rabbi likes to say a fish would never get caught if it kept his mouth shut. Uh, sometimes it's good to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> and certainly uh, explanations of why these things may have happened, etc., are not welcome no, at that not time. At, not at all. <laughs> People should keep that in mind, that's for sure. Uh, talking about uh, what, has, what went on down in Houston, Texas, when Ohel responded, and Dr. Blumenthal and his team were there in the aftermath of, um, of Harvey, right? That was the name, Harvey. Right, right. Uh, the 48th annual gala for OHEL is happening on the night of November the 19th. And uh, not only for the work they did down south, but what they're doing on a daily basis uh, throughout the New York area and in so many other places uh, should be recognized and should be celebrated. And you'll have an opportunity at the New York Marriott Marquis on Sunday night, November the 19th. Starting at 5 p.m., over 1,000 people are expected at a dinner whose theme is A New Chapter Begins. Ohel is home, an expansion of services now under one roof as we celebrate the upcoming move into the Ohel Jaffa family campus in Flatbush. And Ben, I'm told this is a couple of months away, right? At some point, likely before the end of this calendar year or right after, uh, Ohel is going to be moving into the brand new facility. Uh, that is correct. We actually had a tour of the facility last week. It is amazing. Uh, it, it is so uh, significant in that everything really is under one roof, and the uh, the Ganger Family Medical Center is extremely impressive. These new services that OHO will be, will be able to offer, uh, you know, inside uh, their own facility, uh, and uh, there's just so much there uh, uh, that that are all going to be uh, under one roof, um, and and that's what OHEL is all about. It, it, people don't ever fully understand until they really get to know the organization, the degree of services uh, uh, that OHEL provides. And uh, that's what hopefully anyone who comes to this dinner will get a, get a, get a feeling for. Uh, uh, it, it, and, and again, the, the, everybody is welcome to come and see this, the, the, the Jaffa family campus for themselves. It's just an incredible place. The heart of Flatbush, right? Right in the middle of exactly. the community. Uh, honorees that night on the 19th of November include Irving and Miriam Langer. Uh, they are guests of honor. They're dedicating the Irving and Miriam Langer Center for Developmental Disabilities. Irving's a longtime board member. They are champions of OHEL. They've been recognized in the past for their incredible uh, contributions and accomplishments, and they will be the guests of honor that night. Their family members have attended Camp Cayley, have volunteered at OHEL Base Ezra for children and adults. Joe and Dina Eisenberger will receive the Community Leadership Award. They are passionate advocates for people with disabilities and have spent time with OHEL individuals and residences, Shabbatonim and, Shabbatonim and up in Camp Cayley. Pinky and Miri Friedman will get the Sign of Strength Award that night. The Friedmans are helping OHEL launch a Sign of Strength program, a program encouraging people to seek counseling and to help decrease the stigma associated with anxiety. Shalom and Zahava Horwitz, the Foster Family of the Year. They and their four children are the foster family of the year. They open their hearts and home to two OHEL foster children. They firmly believe that foster care is a viable and powerful opportunity for any family. The gala will be chaired by David Brescher. The uh, OHEL annual gala is the most important fundraiser of the year. So many of their programs receive zero government funding. Our community, thank God, responds and keeps OHEL going. Information, there's a website, OHEL gala.org ohelgala.org if you know the Horowitzes the Friedmans the Eisenbergers the Langers and everybody out there who just knows ohel respond uh, by calling 718-972-9338 718-972-9338 or going to the web at ohelgala.org ohelgala.org a wonderful opportunity to do so I am always 
fascinated by the foster families of the year. We, we bring them into the studio. They describe what they've done and what they and their children have done for the foster children and their family. And it's just remarkable. If you haven't experienced it firsthand, it's almost there are no words to describe it. Yeah, it really is remarkable. So everybody, uh, for the Horowitzes and for everybody else who will be there that night, make sure to attend and to uh, give generously at ohelgala.org and by dialing 718-972-9338. And Ben, you and I and many other people in this audience have seen up close and personal uh, we right here on East Broadway in, uh, in Lower Manhattan. And in so many other locations, the incredible work at the OHEL Homes and so many people who are taken care of on a daily basis by wonderful counselors and great staff, uh, they also deserve a shout-out this morning. Absolutely. And, and as many people uh, know, uh, Yael and I, we have our son Joshua, uh, who lives in the OHEL Group Home on Arlington Road in Cedarhurst. And we have seen, uh, you know, firsthand what uh, what uh, that that home is like, and and what the organization can do, um, you know, uh, to to make the lives of so many so much better. And and Joshua has been living in this uh, uh, group home now for approximately eight years, um, and uh, it's just been a, a tremendous experience for him and for us. Um, and uh, and they're just OHEL now has over a hundred group homes uh, throughout the area starting from from very little to, to this to this level and and uh, that's that's a huge part of what uh, of what OHEL does but only um, part of it part of the story but you're right it, it, it it's it's a big deal and it and it and it, uh, it impacts all of us uh, tremendously oh no question in fact it's one of the areas where you know uh, where communities just you know regular communities around town interact uh, with OHEL staff and uh, and and residents and uh, for a lot of people it's a it's a tremendous boost uh, for the community, it gives a lot of opportunity for chesed and uh, just interaction, which is really nice. Um, information about OHEL's Gala, go to the web at ohelgala.org or dial 718-972-9338. Dr. Blumenthal, congratulations, I should say, if that's the right word, uh, on the efforts down in Houston, Texas. Sounds like they were very much appreciated. Uh, I know that you'd prefer not to have to bring your team anywhere. I'd like to go out of business. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we've seen uh, so many Look at all these natural disasters that are going on. Imagine what they're going through in Puerto Rico right now. It's unthinkable. I don't even know how people can be counseled and kids can can uh, survive it when the power is not back yet and you know drinking water is a problem and, and so many basics that they need won't be in effect for them for at least a few months. Well, that's it's very common in severe trauma like that that there is a dormant period. And that right. It's almost ironic that when everything gets back to normal, that's sometimes when the nightmares begin and the trigger responses and flashbacks, because as I said, the uh, the, the brain sort of very parks very parks the emotion while they deal with pragmatic. So there are people in Houston, frankly, lay leaders who really jumped into action, whose homes themselves, right. you know, they themselves suffered. And when things calm down, that may be a difficult time sure, for them. We met, uh, we, we, I mean, Holly herself rescued right. 150 people going around on a boat. It, uh, it's staggering. It shows again what people can do for one another no question about it there's uh, just the the human spirit is remarkable and community spirit is incredible uh ben englander i ask you one more time just to encourage everybody to be there on the 19th of november you will be there sir correct yes i will be there and everybody should come uh it's um 
you know, if, if not even for supporting OHEL, just to hear the stories and to see, uh, you know, what OHEL does for the community and to meet the honorees. And, again, these are people who, who, who are not just there because uh, uh, OHEL needs honorees. These are people who actually uh, live uh, every day what OHEL does when, it's com- when it comes to foster care or, or other uh, areas of, of uh, developmental disabilities and things like that. Uh, so come and, and show your support for, for what these honorees are doing for OHEL every day. And listen and hear uh, about what OHEL does for the community. That's one of the biggest uh, uh, challenges uh, that OHEL, uh, you know, has is to have everybody know the breadth of services that they that they provide uh, and to, to 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 see the scope and, and and understand it. Because I don't think there's another organization out there like OHEL with what all, all all OHEL does, both regionally, nationally, locally, and all the services we provide. They are remarkable. Thank you, Ben. We'll see you the 19th again. Congratulations as the organization continues to grow, and especially on the brand-new location, which we are quite uh, anxiously anticipating its opening coming up in just a couple of months. Yes, we were looking forward tremendously. See you on the 19th. Dr. Blumenthal, I hope that uh, your work in the area of trauma uh, is going to lessen. Okay, well, we, we're looking forward to helping people deal with the trauma of Mashiach coming. Oh, there so, you go. Uh, that's, that's what we had to Hopefully that won't be too traumatic an yeah, experience. Right, Hopefully right. they'll adjust accordingly. Right, right. Uh, but you're doing amazing work and incredible things. And uh, as, you've, uh, as you've pointed out on more than one occasion, you are proud to be associated with OHEL. Absolutely. Remarkable it's, it's, what they're doing. It really does so much and so, with such little fanfare and uh, boasting. It's really very, it's really a great privilege to be part See of the See you the uh, 19th of November. I'll be there. <laughs> Ohelgala.org or 718-972-9338. It is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com on the NahumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Ma <laughs> 
J.M. in the A.M. Boy, do we play good music. <laughs> we really play good music, I must say. Shir Shal Shevach, that beautiful song written in memory of Shevi Weinstock. That's Zevi Weinstock and Ari Zucker together. What a great tune. Uh, Michal Przanski off of Shooting for the Moon. Mordechai Shapiro's Machar, after a conversation having to do with Houston, you knew we'd play that one. It ended up being our theme song with Mordechai Shapiro down in Houston. We did the Jewish Unity Initiative after Hurricane Harvey. Uh, there it is for you at JM in the air. Monday morning. It's Monday morning. Imagine that. Monday morning here at JM in the AM. As we head back to school and back to work, thank you uh, to Matis for yesterday's edition of JM Sunday. Uh, don't forget, you have amazing programming all day long today, including right after JM in the AM on the next edition of the Israel Show. News and analysis of this morning's Supreme Court ruling that yet another Israeli neighborhood must be destroyed. On the chopping block is Nativ Ha'avot in the Gush Etzion area. The youngest Likud Knesset member, Canadian-born Sharon Haskell, left a strong impression when she attempted to speak at the International Parliamentary Union. The Israel Show introduced you to this rising star in Israel's political horizon and shared the raucous audio. Uh, this week, also great Israeli music, including debuts from Mati Kaspi and Yochav, Yochai Ben-Avi. Tune in right after JM and the AM. And don't forget to like the Israel Show Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel show. And then, of course, at 10 o'clock, you get to hear the Houstonian himself, 
Yoni Pollock talk about the American League Championship Series. After further review with Yoni Pollock starts at 10 a.m. It's one hour of sports talk on the Nahum Siegel Network. And again, uh, you get to uh, you get to hear the um, the serious commentary and no doubt the sense of humor of the Houstonian whose uh, whose team just defeated our New York Yankees. And Shimon Lefkowitz did 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 uh, contact me after the loss. By the way, um, he said the Yankee kiddish is postponed. I responded to him, would I ever make an insensitive remark like that? <laughs> of course. Of course I have. <laughs> anyway, so we were having some fun with that as well. More coming up. It's JM in the AM with Mordechai Ben David. Kaya vadam lisko, 
שכל מה שעושה השם הכל לטובו, שכל מה שעושה השם הכל לטובו, אז יהודי צריך להאמין שכל מה שעושה השם הכל לטובו, אז יהודי צריך להאמין שכל מה שעושה השם הכל לטובו, אז יהודי צריך להאמין שכל מה שעושה השם הכל לטובו, הכל לטובו, אז יהודי צריך להאמין שכל מה שעושה השם הכל לטובו. Hakolatova selection off Mona 7. That's Mordechai Ben David, of course. Monday morning at JM in the AM, the NCSY annual gala is happening on November the 12th at the Cradle of Aviation Museum in Garden City, New York. At 4 p.m. that day, Ashir Bervaitsvi-Savolovsky, Rosh Hashiva at NCSY Kolel. At 5 p.m., the Benzakai 23rd Annual Honor Society Induction Ceremony. And then the cocktail hour and dinner begins at 6 p.m. Uh, the dinner uh, this year will honor Serena and Rabbi Moshe Benevitz as guests of honor, Sharona and Jeffrey Weinberg as guests of honor, and Esti and Benjamin Kamenetsky as guests of honor. Plus, uh, Julie and Joe Macy will be remembered in a Ben Zakai Memorial tribute that evening as well. And now time to make uh, Rabbi Benevitz very uncomfortable as we recognize him and his wife for the guest of honor distinction at the NCSY annual gala. Rabbi Moshe Benevitz is Managing Director of NCSY and, of course, the Director of NCSY Summer Kolel in Israel. Rabbi Moshe Benevitz, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning to you, Nachum. Good Great morning to be with you. It is wonderful to speak with you. Rabbi Benevitz right now is in the United States, um, and uh, we typically speak with him uh, when we're somewhere near the center of Israel and when it's almost 100 degrees outside. Uh, <laughs> now I get an opportunity to wish you a Shana Tova and speak to you during the quote-unquote school year. Uh, I, first of all, from what I have heard over the last few weeks, demand already for the 2018 NCSY Summer Kolel is pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, we have our fastest rate of, of applications. Uh, the, uh, the word is certainly out there, and the response that we've been getting has been Nothing sort of overwhelming, so it's pretty exciting stuff. That's true about a lot of our summer programs, but particularly uh, NTSY Colo is filling up fast. And you will be in the same uh, campus that you were in 2017? 
we're always working on adjusting and improving, so nothing's ever exactly the same, and uh, we're, uh, we're figuring out how to accommodate the demand the best way we can. Uh, the big gala is coming up November the 12th. You're the managing director of NCSY. It is um, almost impossible to those who remember NCSY in its early days to describe just how large an organization, how incredible uh, an organization, uh, both in size and in scope, this has become. It's really, it is remarkable. You mentioned that I'm here uh, traveling in, in the United States, uh, and I'm actually in, in Connecticut at our annual staff conference. We have a couple of hundred people here uh, from across uh, America, North America, and really beyond from South America and from Israel as well. Uh, just the, the breadth of the program in terms of the places that we are going and making a difference in communities really across uh, the world, specifically, of course, in North America, is, is breathtaking. It's really something very exciting. And then the, the sheer numbers, which, of course, it's always been a tricky thing with NCSY, whether it's even possible to tell the story in numbers, because it's about the lies that are touched and the individual stories that kind of make up the narrative of, of NCSY and its impact. Uh, but the numbers are, are really something very, very special also, because they demonstrate just how many lives are being touched. Yeah, no question. And, and now, you know, when people used to be somewhat skeptical when we'd say international or worldwide, as you just remarked, it, it's really true. Now, <laughs> there's no skepticism anymore. It's really incredible how many continents are being touched by NCSY and just how vast and large it's become in North America and the places where you'd expect it to be, you know, vast and large at this point. And by the way, Rabbi Benevitz, um, never has it been more necessary with what's going on in this country and with the speed with which technology is advancing us and our teenagers on a regular basis, I would argue that for our community, NCSY is more vital than ever. I think it's true. I think it's always played a role, but I think that role has been amplified, as you said, as, as things have changed. People are looking for something, uh, and people are in, in really uh, in a position where they can benefit greatly from the type of inspiration, the type of passion, the type of pride in Judaism that, that people can have. I, I was recently uh, just davening with a group of NCSYers, and, and, I, and I knew, I sensed, besides the energy level that is always associated with youth, it's funny, this is our first conversation without the backdrop of some kind of massive <laughs> festival of celebration. We, we can actually hear you. Like this, but, yeah. no, but besides the energy levels that we had with, uh, in, in that particular minion, I was just struck by it was a place where, where people wanted to be there. It was a place with, with buy-in, a place where, you know, you're not looking at your watch and, and where it's clear kind of in the body language that you'd rather be somewhere else. Our community, with all of the things and the wonderful things that we do, uh, could, could always use more of that, could always use more of a lift with that, especially with our youth, that they are involved in good things and they are involved in things in a way that they want to be there and they want to be involved in them and they want to grow. Uh, and certainly, we're providing those spaces and those platforms and those opportunities. It is amazing, right? Moshe Benevitz is with us. How have uh, you and your wife reacted to being uh, one of the pairs of guests of honor for the night of November 12th? Uh, it's beyond humbling, and uh, it's just great. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to listen. Have to finish with our name. Listen to the rest of the honorees <laughs> be there uh, with Sharon and Jeff and Essie and Benyamin, and of course, uh, the Macy family who have done so much in New England and Francis Y. And I was privileged in other contexts to teach some of their, their children and grandchildren. Uh, so, so to be with them is, is super exciting. Uh, and the most exciting part for us, really, is, is to be part of the team of people, including the other honorees, 
and certainly including all my colleagues in NCSY who are we're honoring NCSY here. It's so clear at this dinner, and, and I know I can speak for uh, the other people who will be on the dais as well, is that w- we are not the ones who are, who are being honored here. Uh, it's the organization and its work that's being honored, and that's special to my wife and I to be able to do that. Uh, we're launching, as part of this dinner, a NCSY COLA Legacy Society, which is going to draw upon uh, the massive network of alumni from the program, from our staff, from our NCSY ranks, which numbers, of course, in the thousands now, and who, many of whom are involved in all sorts of positions of leadership uh, in, in Rabanus and in schools and are really setting the tone in the community, uh, the lay leadership of the community. So many of them are our alumni. And, and we we're, we're, we're have a main focus to bring them together, uh, to bring them together in person at the dinner where possible, but also just to associate again, with the program that has given so much to us and with an organization that has given so much to us. So that's just an indication of, of where this dinner is at and, and what is exciting for, about it for us. What's the, uh, what year is this now for Colo? This is the 28th summer, God willing, that we'll have, and it'll be my 26th, God willing, uh, with the program. Unbelievable. NCSY, the gala is happening on Sunday, November the 12th at the Cradle of Aviation Museum in Garden City, New York. At 4 p.m., Rabbi Tzvi Sobolevsky begins the program with a shear. Rabbi Sobolevsky, of course, is one of the Russia yeshiva that you're always inviting to NCSY Kola. Yeah, that, that's such a special dimension also, and it's, it's great that he'll be part of this evening. Uh, I know so many people are coming just, just to hear him and just to spend time with again, him again, and that, that's part of that, that legacy society and, of course, part of the incredible work that Ben Zakai has done for so many years. Uh, and they're a big part of this evening as well in terms of their own uh, alumni society that really stretches for all of NCSY. The role that these Russia Yeshiva play, we've had Rehearsal Shachter and Rehearsal Mayor Tursky with us for extended periods of time over the past few summers, actually on campus and, and really as uh, integral parts of the entire program. Jonathan Sachs uh, has been with us uh, visiting and spending significant amounts of time, a few days at a shot uh, with us over the summer. And, and high school boys in our community, it's, it, it's really a passing glance that they get or maybe an opportunity when these Rosh Yeshiva are visiting, they, they don't really have an opportunity to interact with them on that serious of a level, uh, but, but we give them that opportunity. And, and one of the most beautiful things you'll see on November 12th is not just the reception that Rabbi Sabalevsky gets from the adults in the room, but how many teens and how many young adults will be there uh, to hear their Rebbe, to hear Rabbi Sabalevsky, and that's a very, very special credit to the yeah. organization. There are a lot of uh, parents out there that are jealous that their sons get to uh sit and study Torah very close, in very close proximity, and very often directly with, right, face-to-face with these Rashi Yeshiva during the summer. Which is Not cool. only do they have the opportunity through some of the more formal shiurim, which are geared to the high school boys, and as you mentioned, there are parents and collegiates. Look, we have to do some vetting when we have uh, our applicants for our staff, and one of the, we learned very quickly that one of the most common kind of ulterior motives would be sitting in front of a person who's applying for a position, and <laughs> you're clear after a few minutes that you're really just coming to spend the summer with our Sabalovsky. That, that, that's your main goal, and uh, that's been part of the vetting process. But no question about it. Not only do they have those learning opportunities, but these Rashi Yeshiva spend time, and I mean significant time, learning in small groups, often as small as one-on-one. If not one-on-one, then in groups of two or three or four, uh, sitting for a half hour, 45 minutes at a time, uh, learning the Chabrusa or in a Chabura-style setting 
with with high school boys. It's something which, again, I, I think you wouldn't see in too many other places. Good problem to have, Ryan Benevitz, huh? Uh, meeting staff that wants nothing else but to spend time with the Russian Yeshiva during the summer. <laughs> exactly right. I don't know what the background check uh, that, that you do for that. Uh, how that looks exactly, but it is a good problem to have. I'll yeah. tell you, you know, this, this always happens. I can end up speaking about NCSY. I call for hours with Ryan Benevitz. i got to be fair about this whole thing here with NCSY. Sunday, November the 12th, Ray Sobolovsky kicks it off at 4 p.m. at 5 o'clock, the Benzakai 23rd Annual Honor Society Induction Ceremony. Uh, you heard earlier we mentioned the Macy family. Uh, 6 p.m. for cocktail hour and dinner. And that night, the guests of honor that will be recognized include Serena and Ryan Benevitz, Sir Sharona and Jeffrey Weinberg, and Esty and Binyamin Kamenetsky. Rabbi Moshe Benevitz is managing director of NCSY, and of course, the director of NCSY Kolil in Israel. I hope your uh, your stay in the U.S. is is very productive. Uh, send regards to the NCSY staff, and we hope to see you, Bezrat Hashem, on the 12th of November. Thank you so much. Rabbi Moshe Benevitz on a Monday right here at JM in the AM. Oh, that would be a good idea. It would be a good idea if I told people how to come to the NCSY Gala. NCSY.org slash gala. NCSY.org slash gala.
בכל הדמעות, הלוואי ירושלים. הלוואי נעלה יחנה לנ' השם, במהרה בימינו אמן. הלוואי ירושלים.
JM in the AM with Mayim Rabim. Derek Achim here. Uri Davidi before that. Monday morning, JM in the AM heading back to school and back to work. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Much appreciated, to say the least. Thanks to all of our special guests today as well. Um, I want to thank... Um, I want to thank the most recent donor to the FJB website. Um, uh, thank you, Michael Mendelson. Those of you out there who would like to support the great work that we do on a daily basis, all you got to do is go to the FJB website. Um, FJBunity.org. FJBunity.org. On that site, you can sponsor part or all of a JMN broadcast with many different options you'll see there. Plus, we have the upcoming 24-plus hours of Kalbach, the first weekend in November, you could be a sponsor of that um, special event as well. Uh, check it out. Go to fjbunity.org for all the details and information. fjbunity.org, and we thank you. Monday morning, it's JM in the AM with 64 degrees, cloudy skies, and a high of 73. It's Monday, which means the Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten is brand new and ready to roll starting at 9 a.m. Eastern time. He has got, Mayor has got, an amazing uh, Israel Show scheduled for today, as we outlined earlier. I'll give you the details again. And coming up at 10 o'clock, the Houstonian himself in the World Series, Mr. Houston, Texas, Yoni Pollock, discussing sports between 10 and 11 a.m. Eastern time uh, right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, after further review is the name of that program. So that will be coming up uh, right after the Israel show here at the Nahum Siegel Network. More coming up music-wise, Levy Cohen at JM in the AM.
J.M. and the A.M. at the Levy Cohen. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's the Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten. Mayor Weingarten, Boker Tov. Boker, oh, manishma. Baruch Hashem. I just, I'm just thinking because uh, I believe the the anniversary of the assassination of Prime Minister Rabin is in Mar Cheshvan, am I right? Yes, yes, Yud Aleph, I believe. Yud Aleph? Oh, yeah, the same day as uh, Rachel Imenu's yard site, if I'm not mistaken, right? I think that they, they observed yard site, yes, correct. Right. Right, they observe as Rockley Manor's yard side. Very good. Right. <laughs> Very good. You're you're at the top of your game already. You haven't even started the show yet. <laughs> yeah, I barely woke up. I'm going to start the show. Com- today's, today's the yard side of Rabbi Vadiyosef. Yeah, we mentioned that earlier, and I'm told that the Sephardic minion at Congregation of Asachim and A. Jacob and David in West Orange had a uh, a, a whole uh, hilula, a whole ceremony oh, this morning. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And, um, and listener Joe, a different listener Joe, uh-huh. Uh, reminded us on our app this morning about the uh, yard sites. So we actually participated right. by playing the Maran Shali selection. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we're on top of our game here, let me tell you. You are, and I didn't even wake up when you were playing it. <laughs> <laughs> In addition to uh, the latest from Israel on the Israel show this morning, Mayor will discuss this morning's Supreme Court ruling that yet another Israeli na- neighborhood must be destroyed. This time it's Nativ Ha'avot in the Gush Etzion area. In the Gush Etzion area, by the way, uh, there's there's some very very active people. I wonder if they're going to uh, sit idly by as this occurs. Well, uh, the fight is over basically at this point. It's gone through every single possible uh, uh, court um, appeal, wow. and what amazes me always is how easy the courts are in Israel to say, okay, rip down the whole house, even though there's like a half a meter on the porch somewhere that that is unclear who it belongs to. But uh, when it comes to ripping down the home of a terrorist or the family of a terrorist, you know, that we have to wait, you know, 15 years until we figure out if it's okay. Yeah. But uh, that's a sad Ay, All right, that's one, th- that's one thing you'll be discussing. There's, yeah. If I'm pronouncing this correctly, there's somebody named Sharon Haskell. Is that the right yeah, pronunciation? Yeah, Haskell, I believe, is right. I'm not sure how to, she pronounces her first name, Sharon or Sharon. She, um, yeah, up-and-coming Knesset member from the Likud. I learned about her just within the last week or two. She got in, you know, on a fluke. She was number 31. Like, nobody was going <laughs> to, you know, so, bro, I, then suddenly they won 30. Donnie Dayan is appointed uh, U.N. ambassador. Right. Has to give up his seat, and she goes in, just uh, in, in a similar way to the way uh, Yehuda Glick got in, you know, because somebody left. Uh, Bugia alone at the time left, and he got in. Oh, Yehuda so. Glick, right? Yehuda Glick. Yeah. What did I say? I'm sorry. Yeah, whatever. I'm just saying. Okay. Yes, Yehuda Glick. Correct. Yeah. So, um, I saw two speeches of hers. One of we're going to play a clip of uh, one of these uh, European things where she just uh, was relentless. She kept. She went at those uh, other countries, and they wouldn't let her speak. And it was very interesting. Um, 
we'll post uh, the clip on our on our um, Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel Show. Um, and I heard her speaking in Australia. She speaks English fluently. She speaks Hebrew. She speaks French. And uh, so I did a little, uh, little investigative uh, work to see about her, and we'll tell you a little bit about her. She's got pros and cons like everybody else, but I think she's going to be a rising star and an interesting, interesting personality on the horizon in Israel. Hebrew, English, and French. It's a good combination. Yeah, isn't it? Pretty, pretty much covers your bases. You could say that Except again. Arabic, that would be the only other thing she would need. Good point. By the way, you didn't see 60 Minutes last night, did you? No, should I have? I tried to stay away from it. There's a guy an, a, an, of Arab descent, Egyptian descent, mm-hmm. who is an operative for the CIA. Really? At, or maybe it was the FBI, whichever well, one. May, it was. Maybe he was an operative. <laughs> no, well, they, 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 they somehow alluded to the fact that, they, that even though they were speaking to him and you thought you were looking at him, that they had, that they had altered his looks and his voice. Oh. But I don't know. I, I'm not sure okay. about that. Anyway, try to see the story. It is literally a guy who um, is so devoted. As He's a Muslim, and he's right. Egyptian-born. He's right. an American. Uh, 9-11 happened. He said he has to step in and do what he can. Right. Ends up being a spy um, th- who ended up um, uh, finding out some key information about major terrorist attacks that were planned wow. for both New York and Toronto. I will look at that. Very interesting. And you talk about knowing Arabic. You know that obviously was one of his advantages. Yeah, that, yeah, you know. yeah, But you'll find you'll find the whole story fascinating. It was really incredible. I, I look forward to it. I do. I and, think about the Fauda, the Israelis who are you right. know portrayed in Fauda, how they not only know Arabic, they they are able to totally insert themselves into into the Arabic. Yeah, that's society. what he did, and uh, it's fascinating. Wow. Cool. And, and what he says about about radical Islam is fascinating. Yeah, How wow, they, I can't how, believe 60 Minutes allowed that on I'm telling end. you, I was shocked by some of the things that are going on there. I don't know. <laughs> so you'll see. Maybe, anyway, maybe Trump, Trump time, you know. Pl- but, plus you have this week um, a great musical debuts. Yeah, including lots one, of debuts. Mati Kaspi, Yochai Ben-Avi, and others. Yes, and others. Great stuff, great stuff. Constant, constant stream of great music coming out of Israel all the time. Make sure to like the um, – oh, did you see the video of the uh, of the – Young woman of Ethiopian descent on the X Factor in Israel? No, I haven't seen that. I, I saw references to it, but I haven't seen it. By the way... And by the way, we're going to keep one eye on the Knesset. The Knesset starts its winter session uh, at 4 o'clock uh, Israel time, which is exactly when we start, so we'll try and keep sort of like oh, an so eye on it. Oh, so there should be a vote of no confidence within minutes, right? No, that's it. <laughs> No, that old tradition. It's, it's always fun. It's always wasn't, fun. Wasn't that always the tradition 10 minutes after they start this? Yeah, session? but I think they, they changed the law in Israel a few years ago, so it, they, they can't just keep But much that. more importantly, much more importantly, could, yes. you, could you find out for me the four names of the judges on the X Factor in Israel? Mm. I'm so curious who they are. Okay, sure. It's Reshet. What did it say? Reshet Shloshesray? Reshet, probably. Reshet Shloshesray, which is, oh, don't even get me started. Oh. Reshet is. It's a combination of two... Two previous channels that are now together in order to split up because. <laughs> All right, so if you have a you know, chance, forget it. You know, I, I even have still pictures of the four of them because I was going to send it, it over to me. I was we'll going to send it to one of my Israeli friends. I'll give you the free first crack at it, though. Okay, you got it. <laughs> I'll tell you. Sometimes I amaze myself with what I'm interested in. Okay, <laughs> have have Thank a God. have a fabulous Monday and good Thank luck with you. the show. There he is, Thank Mayor Weingarten, the Israel Show, 9 a.m. right after JM and the AM on the Nachum Siegel Network.
אני עוצר עכשיו לחשוב כמה פעמים אמרתי תודה בחסדך אתה ליווית אותי גם כשהכל היה חשוך ונורא לא התייאשתי וידעתי שיש לי תמיד על מי לסמוך והתפללתי האמנתי שגם אם אצולות אותי תמשוך אין עוד מלבדו, אין עוד מלבדו אין עוד מלבדו בעולם כולו אין עוד מלבדו, אין עוד מלבדו אין עוד מלבדו בעולם כולו אין עוד מלבדו תמיד אני זוכר להודות, לברך על הכל, על הטוב, שזכיתי בעולמך להיות. לא התייאשתי וידעתי שיש לי תמיד על מי לסמוך, והתפללתי, האמנתי שגם אם אצולות אותי תמשוך. Adar wrapping up a Monday. Leif Tahar before that. Achenu Bishrael and Achim Achim, our brothers and sisters in Israel. We are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners, sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and AchimSegal.com, on the AchimSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a great Monday here at JM and the AM. Thanks to all of our special guests, especially from NCSY and from OHEL. Tomorrow morning, we're back starting at 6 a.m. Mayor Weingarten is next with the Israel Show. After that, after further review, Yoni Pollock with our sports program coming up between 10 and 11 Eastern time. Have a fabulous Monday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.